Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome back. Getting together for another lovely beginning of another Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach lovely week, Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. And um, the topic is connected to last week's topic. We'll see how and why in a moment. And it's a topic that, um, interestingly, um, would would uh, and perhaps will be for 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 uh, many of our listeners a little bit theoretical, or give out to discuss. But uh, I, I've had this chus, and many of us have also at the table have had this chus of, of seeing those who who do have this practice in real life that we're about to discuss this minute. Um, it, not something that you see very often, and uh, we're going to go through the whole sugya. It, it, it's the discussion of an interesting halacha, which is brought down. It's mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. Again, we'll try to try to put it together from uh, bottom up and follow the whole trail over here. But the minig that we're talking about is a minig of being makbid, being careful to not make direct physical contact with the atzei chayim, the wooden poles of the sefer Torah. When you get your aliyah, when you do hagba, and I don't believe, you know, until I came to this community, I don't believe I ever saw anyone that was makbid on that. We have uh, a, a big tzaddik in this community who is makbid on this, and uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. If you see, like, whoa, what's going on with that? Where'd that come from? It is a real discussion. There is a whole sugya going on over here, and we're going to explore that this morning. And Lemaisa, it is very much related to what we had last week uh, in a very uh, surprising way. Last week, we were talking about chazak, chazak for this chazak, the minig of um, the Ashkenazim that when we finish a sefer in the Torah, so we the, we uh, you know, big chorus in a resounding uh, in a resounding um, note of salute, we tell the oila chazak chazak and chazak as we mentioned last week, we explained last week, we're really giving him a bracha. It's not like part of the aliyah. It's not part of the program. He's not supposed to say it. He's supposed to remain silent and let everyone and accept everyone's bracha is good. And that comes from a pasuk. We saw this in the Ramah. I mean, it comes from a Ramah at the end of uh, Kuflamites. And that Ramah was basing it on a pasuk in the in the book of Yehoshua. Sefer Yehoshua, lo yamush sefer Torah zemi picha. The sefer Torah should not move, should not be removed from your mouth. Chazak ve'emots. You should be strong and be emboldened. So this pasuk that he brings in, he uses he he, he uses this pasuk for two minhagim actually. The one that we mentioned last week was umizan nagulaimer umisayim lukrois b'tere b'chol pam chazak. We tell, when someone gets an Ali, we tell them Chazak, and we've mentioned that the Ramah, really what the Ramah wants to do, wants us to do, is every time someone gets an Ali, instead of saying Yashikaych, the Ramah wants us to tell them Chazak, that's for, the, the Sephardim, get from here, that's the basis for the Sephardim, saying Chazak Baruch. We say Chazak Chazak, or Chazak Chazak Chazak, or Chazak Chazak Vinis Chazak, we, we only apply this Ramah at the end of every Sefer, every book of the Torah. But the Ramah brings down a minute before, as well, which is also based on this Pasuk, and says the Ramah, so, um, um, he's explaining the Shulchan Aruch with this pasuk. The Shulchan Aruch says all the way at the end of Kuf Lamites. When you get an Aliyah, you have to hold the Sefer Torah during the Aliyah. When you, I'm sorry, when you make the Bracha. When you get called up to the Torah, and you get an Aliyah, and you're making your Bracha on the Torah, so you got to hold, says says Maram Beit Yosef, you got to hold the Torah when you make the Brachas. You have to hold it, hold the Torah. And that's what we do, we hold the Atzechaim. You get an Aliyah, it's a Halach and Shulchan Aruch. You hold the wooden poles when you make the Bracha. 
Where is that coming from? Says the Ramah. The Samchum in Exile Mash and Nemer Bishul. Lo Chazak v'emotz. Don't let the Torah leave your mouth. Chazak v'emotz. Be strong. Strengthen yourself and be emboldened. So the Chazak, we understand the Chazak is 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 um, Chazak can mean strengthen yourself, but can also mean to um, to um, have a strong connection to something, to be machzik something, to be uh, strongly supportive of something. We're learning from this pasuk that when I get called up to the Torah, I don't. I want to, you know, the Torah that I'm about to learn together, the Torah that I'm about to get an aliyah on. I want to make sure that I grab onto that Torah, so to speak, so I grab onto the Sefer Torah as I'm making a bracha on the aliyah that I'm about to receive. So, in any case, this pasuk of loyamus Sefer Torah chazak ve'emotz swings both ways. The Ramah is using this pasuk to explain two different minhagim at the same time. The minig of us telling the oila chazak. Or Chazak Chazak, or, or Chazak Baruch, and the Minig of the Oila holding on to the Sefer Torah. Chazak ve'emotz, grab onto that Sefer Torah. Don't let it run away from you. Don't let it leave your mouth. Chazak ve'emotz, grab the Sefer Torah. Okay, so that's nice. So that we have this Minig, therefore, of holding the Atzei Chaim, holding the poles of the Sefer Torah. The Sfardim, Maran Beit Yosef, also, you know, he's the one that brings us down first. The Sfardim don't have Atzei Chaim. They have that case, and the Sfardim would hold the case, hold on to the case, hold, make contact with the case. The Sefer Torah case, the Sephardish case, when you are getting your, uh, when you're making the brachas on your aliyah. So we seem to have an explicit Shulchan Aruch telling us over here um, that there's an Indian to hold the Sefer Torah when you make the brachas. And he doesn't modify this at all. And, and, and the Mishnah Brura explains over here that we're talking about, if we talk about, we're talking about an Ashkenazish Sefer Torah. Hainu says the mission was the Echos Bamudi Sefer We're telling you to hold on to the Amudim, to the Atzechaim, to the wooden poles. The, the Shulchan Aruch says it's just, it's just for the Bracha. So this says the mission of Rura. The Aim of Achvatash is Kibud the Eis Hakriyat Sarek Kamkin Lachos B'Sefer Torah. Not just when you make the Bracha for your Aliyah, for the entire Aliyah, you should also be holding on to the Eitzchaim. You should be holding on to it. That's right. So the the the, the Balkaire holds the one on the left. You hold the one on the right. But you should hold it during the entire aliyah. So, so what we do generally is sourced right here in this Mishnah Brurah, based on this Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. There's an in Chazak ve'emotz. You have that in mind when you're holding it. Chazak ve'emotz. I want to hold on to it. I want to grab onto it. I don't want this to to to, to leave me so quickly. And uh, that's what you're doing when you're holding onto the Sefer Torah, being mechazik in the Sefer Torah, making a very strong connection to it. Okay. Um, so so far, if not for any other information. We see a beautiful minig over here, and, a, and, a, and not just a minig, instructions in halacha that when you get your aliyah during the bracha and during the aliyah, hold on to the Eitz Chaim. When we fast forward to um, another sif in Shulchan Aruch, seven sif in Le'akuf we see a little bit more information. We see it's not so posh this idea of holding the Atzei Chaim during the bracha and during the aliyah. See, here's we have another halacha. Kuf Mem Zayn says the Mechaber, You're not allowed to hold the Sefer Torah, uncovered, you're not allowed to make contact or hold the Sefer Torah when it's uncovered without something like, without, that's the, the mantle, the mantle that we cover the Sefer Torah with. Don't make direct physical contact with the Sefer Torah. What, what's the, what's the Mechaber talking about? What, what, what part of the Sefer Torah? The Sefer Torah has a lot of parts. There's the Klaf, there's the Atzei He says you can't touch it without 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 um, the mantle in between. 
So it says in the Mishnah Brura, the first of all, this is based on a, um, a Gemara Megillah, I forgot to bring the Gemara Megillah, but, that I was, okay, uh, based on a Gemara in Megillah, we have a statement of Rav Parnuch in, in uh, Meseches Megillah, where he tells us that anyone that, thank you very, very, very much, okay, unnecessary, thank you. The Gemara tells us in Megillah, that one who makes contact with uh, Sefer Torah, anyone that makes contact, that holds, that touches a Sefer Torah when it's uncovered, will be buried uncovered. That person will be buried unclothed. You think that's what they're going to do to you? They don't do that. Kaddish doesn't do that to anybody. You're going to be naked of mitzvahs. If you touch this, the Sefer Torah when it's uncovered. As the Gemara again, that seems a little bit harsh. seems a little harsh. You're going to lose all your mitzvahs for touching the clap. You don't get that mitzvah. That mitzvah, that whatever mitzvah you were called to do, Hagba, Glila, the Kriyas HaTorah, the Aliyah Torah, that particular mitzvah, if you touch the Sefer Torah um, directly when you were doing the the mitzvah that you were summoned to do, you you are you, you go to the grave without that particular mitzvah. You don't get that mitzvah. Wow, so that, that, that's not as harsh as the Gemara's Habaminas, but it still seems a little bit um, extreme, severe, severe. Um, this is the statement of Rav one who touches the Sefer Torah without anything in the, in, in the way, loses the schar of that particular mitzvah. Um, Agav, just one, this is the statement of the Gemara that, that the Mechaber is going on, that you're not allowed to touch this. Say, the Mechaber translates this into an Isser, not just, you know, it, not just from the Gemara, maybe we could have learned it's not a recommended practice, but hey, if you want to do if you want to forfeit the mitzvah, go, go ahead and do it, then the Mechaber actually passes, you're not allowed to do it. We don't give you the option of forfeiting the mitzvah. You're not allowed, we learn from the Gemara that it's something you're not allowed to do. Well, what's, what's, what's talk of the rationale over here? What's, what's the uh, idea behind this, that, that if I'm doing Hagba and I, I touch the cloth, I pick the cloth up, so everybody knows, you know, when you do Hagba and the cloth starts to droop, everybody knows you do it with your towels. All kids know this, Allah, because the kids always, the adults do this. We've seen our parents do it, we've seen our Zaydas do it, so everyone knows you can't touch the cloth. And, and it's based on this Gemara, you're going to lose the Sky for that particular mitzvah. What's Taka the Pshat? Pshat is, it, it shows a little bit too, uh, I'm, I'm too, I'm too, uh, casual. I don't have, I don't have, um, covet. For the for the for the for the sefer Torah, sefer Torah is the highest level kedusha, highest level of a, of a, of a chet of tashmishe kedusha, of um, of a sanctified item that we can have, you know, in our in our um, midst over here. Highest level kedusha, sefer Torah, with with uh, that's written bekashrus kashrusa is one of the highest forms of kedusha, the highest form of kedusha that we are able to have, you know, nowadays. And to show that, you know, we have a respect for the Kedusha that's imbued and present in there. So make a Mechitza, make a Mechitza. If I'm so casual, I, I touch it with, I, it's too much gasless slave. It's too much, I'm too Hamish with it. I'm too chummy with it. I have to have more covet. If I don't have enough covet, then I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a Vaza. I'm a Vaza to Sefer Torah when I'm too casual with the Sefer Torah. And that's why you lose this heart of that mitzvah because you have to approach Sefer Torah with deference, with respect, with Yira. And, and covet for what the Sefer Torah is, what it, what, what it represents, and the Kedusha that is therein. So this is the, the explain the, uh, the, uh, the Mepharshim, the Achreinim, this is the rationale behind this teaching of Rav Parnach, which means, you know, sometimes we know this Gemara, and sometimes we know this Indian, sometimes we get a little bit, um, we get a little bit uh, nervous, panicky, 
sometimes OCD when we accidentally touch the clef. Sometimes someone accidentally touches the clef. You're showing someone where the next ali is and your, your pinky finger touches the clef a little bit. Or you, you really you brought out your talus to pick it up and, and accidentally, you know, somehow there was a part of, of the clef that wasn't... Uh, Covered by the talus, or you didn't have the talus the right way, and you, end, you feel that you touch the clap. Or it happens all the time, you take the safer terror out of the Arnkaitish, and the mantle doesn't cover it properly, and you put your hand, you think you're putting it around the mantle, and your hand goes into the mantle, and you touch the clap. So when you know this Gemara, I just lost the schayr of the mitzvah, right? I just forfeited the, the Gansa mitzvah. I touched the clap. So it's clear from the way the Akram understand this Gemara, that if this happens, you don't lose the schayr. It's not the pshat that there's like some kind of magical, mystical, Spooky property, spooky property of the of, of the clef that there's a spookiness over there. That if you make contact with it, that's it. It's mavatel the mitzvah. No, it's about the fact that it shows that I'm too chummy, I'm too hamish, I'm too casual with it. That's why I forfeit the mitzvah when I touch the clef. So that comes from a deliberate act. Something like that can't happen accidentally. If I really think I'm putting my hand around the sefer and it goes into the mantle because the mantle is is is, is not sewn up in the back. Happens to be that there is a mantle like this in Oratoiro, which is not sewn up in the back. And every time uh, someone comes to, to take it out, you're always putting your hands into the mantle as opposed to around the mantle. Um, maybe we'll get the, the fellow who donated the Safer Torah. We can get him to uh, donate a new mantle for the Safer Torah, at least donate uh, the funds to sew up the, the Max Foundation. Yes. Anyway, so uh, we do our, we are appreciative of having such a beautiful Safer Torah, Mohudadika Safer Torah, currently in our... Uh, or Atoyer Beis HaKnesses. Um, it was provided by the Max Foundation. Um, anyway, but there's a saying, you know, we say, Hamaschel b'mitzvah oimrim loy gemar. As you know, shteit chazal, you know, as I state. In any case, in any case, um, we don't have to be nervous about this. If you accidentally touch the clap, you didn't lose the schayr of the mitzvah. It's clear from the way the Akron are understanding this. It was not a display of being too casual, being too... Um, you know, uh, non-deferential to the Sefer Torah. I did it by accident. I really didn't want to touch the clef. And, you know, it's, it's when you're doing it on purpose. Also, it's mentioned again, but my mom was going to speak this out now. Someone who needs to touch the clef, like you're repairing the Sefer Torah. It's not like when you're making a tikkun on an ice, you have to wear gloves when you're doing it. You're taking care of the Sefer Torah. If you're tending to the Sefer Torah, that certainly doesn't show a casualness with the Sefer Torah. It doesn't show you're too amish. You're, you're trying to be, make a tikkun to the Sefer Torah. That's also this halach doesn't apply over there. Um, uh, making sure you don't touch the clap. Okay, but but getting back to so there's a statement that the Gemara here of Parnuch says that if you touch the safe the, the safer Torah Arum without anything in the way, you lose that schar of that mitzvah. No, I don't think so. No. People are going to get nervous. Put it back in. People are going to. I think it's. I think it's 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 more covered, less covered of the safer It's more of a breach of of, of covered of putting back in. You know, I mean, once the safer tar comes out, we know that's very chumber. Even if it's the, the minig is that even if it, you bring it out and it's brought to the wrong place, you don't put it back in anymore. You're going to the safer tar, right? Once it comes, once it's out, it's out. Um, okay, so so we have this halacha that you're not allowed to touch the safer Torah um, exposed. But what, what part of the Sefer Torah is that referring to? It's definitely referring to the Klaf. That's where the Kedusha is, right? That's, that's the Tashmisha Kedusha, is the Klaf itself. Um, what about the rest of Sefer Torah? The rest of Sefer Torah. Um, that's not the Klaf. So again, the Mishnah Barura says, 
he brings down this well-known halach. The, every kid knows this halach because you always see this in shul. You go to shul, you see the tatas, you see the zaydas. Anytime the sefer, the cloth droops during the hagbah, what does everyone do? Everyone takes the talus. Everyone's always doing it with their talus, right? They're, they're, they're being gaila and it's, it's, it's getting uh, whatever. It's not lining up with the atzeichaim. Every kid sees the, with the talus. Every, this is one of these halachs that every kid knows about because you always see this in shul. And the, the Mishra Bruce speaks that out. Um, when it's drooping, the Imam speaks out these, these, these situations when it's drooping during Galila, make sure you pick it up with a talus. That's the clap. What about uh, the rest of the Sefer Torah? What about the Atseichaim? What about the Amudim? What about the poles? What about the poles? Is that also covered by this statement of Parnach? To make sure you don't touch the Sefer Torah exposed? Is it covering the poles also? Is that covering the poles, which means the poles have to be covered? Says the Mishabur, Valhuday Sefer Torah, Yochalech is Bulay Mitpachas. When it comes to Atzechaim, you can actually hold the Atzechaim without a Mitpachas. You don't have to put the towels in between. You don't have to have the mantle in between. You don't have to have uh, a, a tichel in between. You don't have to have something in between your hands and the Amudim. This halach is only for the Klaf and not for the Amudim. Now it's interesting. Does the Mishabur even have to say such a thing? But why would we have thought the Amudim, the Atzechaim, why would we have thought that's part of the Sefer Torah? Why does he even have to speak this out? It's clear that the Mishabrura is speaking this out because he, he is coming to, let's say, preempt and preclude another opinion, which he actually does bring around immediately. Listen to this, Rabbi Yisai. Listen to the following halacha. Says the Mishabrura. That sounds crazy. What, by Hagba, you have to put your hands in the towel, strap your hands in the towel, hold the safe return of towels when you do Hagba? That's terrifying, right? You have to hold, put your, put your, hold the, hold the, hold through a towel when you get your aliyah? Who does such a thing? Says the Mishabur. And the Mishabur says, you don't have to do it, but he says right away, V'yesh machmirin. There's an opinion that's machmir. V'karchan amudi sefer Torah. B'kitzvah z'atalz b'shaz hagba. There's an opinion that says, when you do hagba, you have to do hagba through a, through a talus. You can't hold the atzechaim with your bare hands. There is such an opinion. There is such an opinion. Now, before we read the rest of the Mishnah Baruch. Oh, very good. Before we read the rest of the Mishnah Baruch. What's going on over here? An opinion that you have to hold the atzechaim through a talus. You can't hold the atzechaim. And this goes back to a Bach that's in the tour, don't get a tour, which is brought down in the Taz and the Mogen Avram over here in Shulchan Aruch. And it's a Bach which is understanding of Beisaisa, which is understanding of Parnuch. The Bach understands that this Rav Parnuch, when he says you can't touch the Sefer Torah uncovered, the Bach takes on as a Dabr Pashit that we're also referring to the Atzechaim, that the Atzechaim are included. Atzechaim are included in this. And um, that's who understands the Beis Yosef, because the Beis Yosef says that, the, says the Beis Yosef, when the Ashkenazim are carrying the Sefer Torah, they have to make sure, when they're Makbiyah, when they're holding up the Sefer Torah, they have to make sure that they're doing it through a talus. Through, through, he doesn't say talus, that they don't, they don't make contact directly with the Sefer Torah. When they're Makbiyah, the Sefer Torah. So asks the Bach, what do you mean when the Ashkenazim, so the, the, the Beis Yosef knew very well what the Ashkenazim Shasifrei Torah looked like, right? He saw, he saw Ashkenazim, he knows what the, he was uh, living in Tzvaz, the Tzvaz, the man Ashkenazim there in Tzvaz, and he's saying that when the, when the Ashkenazim are being Magbiyah, the Sefer Torah, make sure they can't hold it, they can't hold it uh, without something in between. Now when you do Hagba, you, you're picking up the Sefer Torah by the Klaf? Zugmir, you don't pick it up by the Klaf when you do Hagba? You pick it up from the Atzechaim. So it says the Bach, if the Beis Yosef is saying the, the Ashkenazim have to be very careful when they're Magbi, the Sefer Torah, that they should have something in between. Clearly, the Halacha 
goes on to Atei Chaim also, clearly is halacha, of not touching the Sefer Torah uncovered, is not just the clapping uncovered, it's the poles also cannot be uncovered. That's how the Bach understands the base Yosef, and the Bach paskins lahalacha, that, the Bach paskins lahalacha, halacha lemaisa, that a Yid is not allowed to hold the Atei Chaim without something in between. This is the Bach, and when it comes down to Shulchan Aruch, the Mogen Avram goes with this Bach as well, Magen Avram also goes with his back, and as Kumta Chais La'alacha, that the opinion of the back and the Magen Avram is that a yid is not allowed to hold the Atechaim uncovered. He can't hold it uncovered because that's how, and that's how they're saying the Beis Yosef's understanding of the Gemara. That this idea of um, of uh, of having so much respect for the Sefer Torah that I can't be casual with, it, I can't be hamish with it, I have to have something in between. Not only applies to clap, also applies to Atechaim. There's the psak halacha of again the the the, the and, the, and, and and the and the and the Avram, and they're understanding that that's the, the opinion of Maran Beit Yosef as well. That's how they're learning the base Yosef. So so uh, what's with us? What's with us? Well, none of us do this. We, we don't do this. We don't do this. So first of all, it's like this. It's a little bit of a, a journey of discussion over here. So first of all, first of all, it sounds like from the way the Bach and the Mugen Avram are understanding the base Yosef. That you can never touch the Atechaim. Even though, so the one who, who, fellow who does Psicha, you do Psicha, make sure you take out the Sefer Torah and the Talis, because you can't take it out with Atechaim, you can't pick up the Atechaim. Right? You have to, you have to, um, you have to do it with the Talis. And that's Taka, what? Exactly, exactly. And, according to the Bach and the Mogin Avram, that really is how they, 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 they would pass in that way in Halach as well. The Bach and the Mogin Avram would hold the same way. You do Hagba, you have to have it through a Talis, hold the Atechaim through a Talis. When you get your, your Ali as well, when you get your Ali, I have to hold it through a talus. When you take the Sefer Torah out of the Arnkaj, you put it back into the Arnkaj, make sure you do it through a talus. Does that mean that everyone that's going to be, what? Also Glila. Also Glila, that's right. Glila, the Glili, it has to do it through a talus, correct? Very good. Very good. So does that mean that if you're going to do one, that you have to do the other? If you're going to be Magbeth, always do Hagba, holding it through a talus, you have to now do Psicho, Aitan Hachnosu through a talus? So here's, we have step one of this, of this, of this journey. We have, um, Achrayim that are a little bit later than the Bach and the Taz, and then the Magen Avram rather, that have a different understanding of the Beis Yosef. They still they also understand that this idea uh, that there are Parnach statements in Megillah is not just applying to the claps, also applying to Atzechaim. They, they go with that. That not just the clap can't be held uncovered, the Atzechaim also cannot be held uncovered. But they say like this. They say, and this is the approach of the um, the. Um, Marit is brought down over here. There's a Marit that's brought down and a a um, um, yeah Marit. The Marit says the following. The Marit brought down by the um, and he cited also in the Nice came over here and and, and, and the Prima Gadim. Um, the Prima, I'm sorry, Prichadash, Prichadash. The Marit and the Prichadash in the back of Shulchan Aruch and the Marit cited in the Nice Kalim by the Lavush and others uh, by the Prima Gadim and others. So the pre-Chadash and the Maharit believe, they make a, like a kind of a pshara. They say that it's true their Parnak statement is also applying to the Atzechaim. Um, and you're not allowed to touch the Atzechaim with Atzechaim being uncovered. That's only though when the Sefer Torah itself is uncovered. Meaning, when the Klaf is exposed, that's when I can't make direct contact with the Atzechaim. When the clap is not exposed, you could directly touch the Atzei Chaim. Which would mean? 
when is the claf not exposed? When you do Haitzav Achnasa, when you do Psicha, when you take the Sefer Torah out, you put it back in, the claf is not exposed. Yeah, there's a mantle on top of the Sefer Torah. Huadin, Huadin, if you be in a shul where the Gabayim always put the mantle on the Sefer Torah as soon as the Ali is over, even before the Brachas, even before the Brachas, if the Sefer Torah is covered with a mantle, when I'm making the Brachas, according to this, you, you wouldn't have to hold the Atzechaim with the Talis during the Brachas, right? But if the Sefer Torah would be open, if, if the mantle wouldn't be on, the clap is exposed, then you have to make sure that you don't touch the Atzechaim exposed. Because, sir, the first the, what? The first when, yeah, by the first bracha, it's always exposed. That's right, because you opened it up to see where you're going to be reading from. The, 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 the end bracha, that's right, the end bracha. The Hagim Shainim made that would be an interesting uh, Sunday morning breakfast and learn program one time to go through the, that sugya of, uh, of uh, should the Gabayim be covering, should it not be covered? Is it, is it, is it wrong to cover it? Is it Dafka right to cover it? Is it Dafka wrong to, 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 to even be busy with this in halacha? That's a separate discussion for a separate time. But, uh, the pre Chadash and the, and the Marid make a pshar over here and they say that as Vensach, when the Klaf is exposed, that's when I can't touch the Atsechaim exposed. If the Klaf is covered, then I could touch the Atsechaim even exposed. And so again, that w- what that would look like would be um, taking the safe tire out, putting it back in, no problem. You, you can hold it with your bare hands. Uh, if the safe tire is covered with a mantle, you, you want to make a kelmole, you want to make a hagaymol and hold the, the atechaim, right? No problem. Touch it um, with, with your bare hands. But if the clap is exposed, like by the, the ali when you're making the brachas, or certainly for hagva, or for glila, so you'd have to touch it through a talis according to the prichadash and according to the marid. And the prima gunam actually paskins this way in halacha. The prima gunam paskins like this pshara. The prima gunam's psak halacha is that you have to be makbid for this chumrah of the bach, but only according to pre-chadash's understanding that you can't touch the atzei without anything in, in between when the klaf is exposed. Well, what's the pshara in such a thing? Like either manavshach, either you could touch the atzei you can't touch the atzei It's only when the klaf is exposed you can't touch it. When the klaf is not exposed you could. Is it a pram? Is it not a pram? So the prima gunam has a very interesting understanding. Prima gunam's understanding of this is there's really two levels over here. There's touching the claf itself, which you can never do because that's showing too much Hamish kai, too much casualness. I'm too comfortable to save a Torah and you lose the scar for the mitzvah like Riparnach says in Megillah. That's the claf. And the claf is unequivocally uh, us or to touch because I'm showing that I'm too casual with it. The whole word of Atzei Chaim is not that the Atzei Chaim themselves are something you can't touch. The Atzei Chaim definitely don't have the same Kedusha to Sefer Torah. And I'm not showing that I'm casual with the Sefer Torah when I touch the Atzei Chaim. The whole word and why you shouldn't touch the Atzei Chaim with your hands uncovered is because of a Gzeira, a Harchaka for the Klaf itself. If I touch the Atzei Chaim with my hands uncovered, I may come to touch the Klaf with my hands uncovered. If that's the Svara, then it makes a lot of sense. That's only when the Klaf itself is uncovered. So the Atzei Chaim are too close to the uncovered Klaf, since we don't want to touch the Klaf with our hands uncovered. And the clap is currently exposed. Don't touch the atzei with your hands exposed. But if the clap is covered, like the mantle is on, so I don't have to worry about my hands coming into t- contact with the clap, then no problem, touch the atzei So this is the, the svar of the prima gunam. As far as I've seen, I haven't seen any other explanation given. Um, again, I didn't do a ton of extensive research over here, but based on the research that I was able to do, I didn't see anyone give an alternate explanation for this pshara other than the prima gunam, which would mean that lamaisa. I, I, it's not clear also if the Prima Gadam needs to read all this back into... He's quoting this from the Ma'arit. It does seem that the Ma'arit is understanding that the Gemara Megillah is referring to the clap and the Atzechaim when the clap is uncovered. It, it, there's a question like this. If the whole Vart is 
I don't touch the atzei chaim when the cloth is uncovered to keep me further away from the cloth. Does that mean that if I touch the cloth, does it mean if I touch the atzei chaim barehanded when the cloth is uncovered that I'll lose the schar of the mitzvah for touching the amudim, for touching the atzei chaim? I mean, if the whole thing, everyone understand the question. If the whole thing is a harchaka from the cloth, so yeah, the cloth is where I lose my schar for the mitzvah because I'm too. That's really where you can't be too hamish. You can't be too casual with the cloth. That shows that I don't have enough deference. I don't have enough respect. The amudim, we're not really saying that's for. We're not saying that the amudim is a place that I have to show respect. It's only to keep me away from the cloth. So if a yid would ex- would, would not accidentally would would touch the amudim with his hands uncovered when the cloth is uncovered, will he also lose the schar for the mitzvah by touching the amudim? One can argue he shouldn't because this is just harchaka to keep him away from touching the cloth where he loses his schar. But the problem is, it sounds like for the Maria that he's reading everything back to the Gemara. So maybe Reparnach meant to make the Halacha and the Takana both at the same time. Not clear if the Takana came after the Gemara, or this Halacha is read back into the Gemara. It stands from the, they make Hashemites with the Rashi over there in the Rambam. It stands from the Ayn Shum, you guys can see the Prima Gadam yourselves. It stands from the, the, the way that he makes the Hashemites, that, that we're reading the whole thing back into the Gemara. Which would mean either Reparnach made the Iker Halach and the Takana all at the same time and you lose your schar for everything, or maybe Reparnach and, and doing everything at the same time still made in two different levels and you only lose your schar for touching the cloth and the Atechaim is just a, like a Gzeira Harachaka to keep me away from the cloth and you wouldn't actually use, lose your schar. In Svaru it makes sense that you don't lose your schar for touching the Atechaim even when the cloth is exposed because that's just there to keep me away from the cloth. Yeah, everybody understand? Okay. Eichshelah, that's the Psak of the Primagodim. So we have right now two Shittas in Halacha. We have the Bach and the Mug and Avram taking this very seriously, saying you're never allowed to touch the Atzei Chaim, that the, the, the halach of the Gemara there, don't touch the cloth with the hands are covered, and never touch the Atzei Chaim with the hands are covered, whether or not the cloth, even if the cloth is covered, you can't touch the Atzei Chaim. See, when you take the Sefer Torah out of the Arn Kodesh, going to the back and the Mug and Avram, you have to hold it, take it out through a talus. Mamish, take it out through a talus. And then we have the Pri Vigadim, based on the, on, on the Pri Chadash and the Marit, making up sure that no, that's only when the cloth is uncovered, during Hagba and, uh, and Galila, but otherwise, and, and you're, and you're Ali, otherwise you are allowed to touch it. We, now, catching back up to the Mishnah Bura. Mishnah Bura says, very, Klachayad, very, just very casually, the Mishnah Bura's psak is, you, you can hold the Amudechaim, the Chaim, you're allowed to touch it without anything in between. Always, always. always, always. Whether it's covered, whether it's uncovered, you're allowed to hold it. You're allowed to hold it. Where's the Mishabur coming from? What happens to the Lavush? Uh, what happens to the Prichadosh? What happens to the Primagadim? What happens to Maritz? So the Taz also brings this whole shtickle down. He's basing himself based on a Taz. The Taz says, after he quotes his Shver the Bach, Taz says, he, he has a lot of caches on this Bach. He says that the Rishon are not mashma like the Bach. It's mashma that there's no problem with touching the Atzei Came near a Borlan Yasdaiti, and then says the Taz, empirically, anecdotically, I've never seen even the grace of Medactikim, the Medactikim, the mitzvahs, I've never seen anyone that's careful to not touch the Atechaim. Whether the cloth exposed, not exposed, he doesn't bother that mouth, but he's saying, I, he never saw anyone do it. Says the Taz, I never saw anybody be makbar on this. We're not makbar, Ashkenazim are not makbar on this. You're allowed to touch, this is the Taz, based on his empirical observation. I've never seen anyone be makbar on this. And, therefore, um, he passes that you don't have to be makbar on this. That's, the Mishnah Brewer is going with that as well. The Mishnah Brewer says, Vaitra, based on this Taz, that's the Minik Yisrael. This is the Mishnah Brewer. The Minik Yisrael is no one's makbar on this. Even though, yes, there's a Bach and a Mugin Avram to be makbar for, and yes, there is a Primagadim, with a pre-chadash and a marit, giving us another mahalak to be machmer. The chain, pasha mixes the mishabrud, the minik Yisrael is not to be machmer this. 
Deloike Mogen Avram, Siyato, not like the Mogen Avram, rather like the Taz. And he brings in a Goin, he brings in Derchaim, that's the, 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 um, the, uh, Slightly later, Noisei Kelim Ogin Gibarim Shari Ephraim, the Shari Ephraim, who's Kaveya, you know, Menhage Yisrael with the Sifrei Taira. He says they all go Lakula like the Taz. The Taz is saying, no one, I never saw anyone be Makbar on this. Mishabru says the Nineveh Yisrael is not to be Makbar on this. Therefore, that's how he rules. The Mishabru goes on to say the following: the Yesh Machmirin, as we saw, some people are Machmer. The Karach and Amudei Sefer Torah bekitzvus Hatalus b'Shas Hagba. Some people by Hagba are Makbid to hold the Sefer Torah through the Talus. So Mishra is saying, even for the Yesh Machmirin, no one's Machmer for the Bach or for the, for the, uh, Mugin Avram. No one's Makbid or Machmir to take out the Sefer Torah with the Talus as Mishra. Even the Medactikim, the Machmirim aren't, aren't Machmir that far. But some are Machmir for the Prechadosh, for the Primagadim. And by Hagba, when the, i.e., when the Klaf is exposed, they will make sure to do it through a Talus. However, the Mishnah gives us the following advice. If you're in a place where no one does that, the Minig is not to do that. The Minig is not to do Hagba with the Talis, or to do Yali with the Talis. If you want to be Machmi, you want to, like, go have taken a personal Chumrah, which is not like the Minig Hamakam, and no one else does this, do it in a way that no one chaps what you're doing. Still a hate. Do it still a hate. Make sure no one sees that you're careful to not have the, 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 uh, chaim in your hands. Make sure nobody chaps that you're being makbid to not, um, make contact directly with the atzei chaim. Mishum yura, because it looks like yura looks a little bit audacious to be machmer for something that the Midgard is not to be machmer for. So the Mishra is not saying you're not allowed to be machmer. He's saying if you're going to be machmer, make sure nobody knows about the schumer. Nobody knows what you're doing. Um, and he cites again this right the Shari Ephraim Noi Behuda, the Nebihuda says you know this is coming from the Nebihuda make sure no one chaps what you're doing do it still hate the Shari Ephraim so the, 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 the ruling of the Mishnah here in Halakha is a number of things first of all he says the Minnega Elam is not to do this and, and the Chaznish also is in concurrence with the Mishnah says the Chaznish the Minnega Elam is to go with the Taz the Minnega Elam is to go <clears throat> with the understanding that um, that uh, this Halakha from the Gemara and Megillah of not touching Sefer Torah or room exposes only on the Klaf, not on that Sechaim, whether the Klaf is exposed or not exposed. The Mishabru says that's the Minnega Oilam, the Minnega's to go that way, the ta- like to, with the Taz, the Chaznish says the same thing. The Mishabru allows for someone to be Machmer. If you want, you could be Machmer, but even that allowance is be Machmer only as far as the Prichadosh and the and the Maharitz, but the Mishra does seems to frown upon the idea of being Machmer all the way for the Bach to, to take it out in the Sefer, in, in the Talus. That's what they say so far, he doesn't say that, no? Take it out in the Talus? No, the Yesh Machmer, but he doesn't quote like, uh, so far, like, no? Yeah, yeah, I hear, I mean, in the Sharetzin. Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't mention them in the, in the Sharetzin. Um, but uh, he brings down a Yesh Machmir, but he does he does uh, instruct us. You want to be Machmir, you don't want to do a, a Chumr that's in, 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 in a total, that's like, you know, Tamiya um, Mils, as we say, or Mechziki Yuara. If you're going to be Machmir, you have Yesh Amilismach to be Machmir. You want to be Machmir? Make sure that nobody chaps that you're being Machmir, because this is the Minnega Oilam. The Minnega Oilam is not to be Machmir. Uh, you. Have to we have to the 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 uh, the the guidance over here is is 
not to make a public statement of, uh, of um, you know, taking on a chumri yaseira, taking on a personal chumra. Personal chumra has to be personal and, and uh, cannot and should not be made public when it's made public. We have this issue of yuhara. Um, we have in, in the uh, in the shul the, the minhagi nadvarna. I checked. I didn't see anything in the minhagi nadvarna to be machmer for the. Uh, I, 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 I checked this out. General, all the minhagim over there from the, the friedikers, and uh, it, it doesn't seem that they that they um, were the friedikers were machmer to do hagba with 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 the with the, the talus in between. Uh, maybe it's brought in somewhere else that I did not see, <clears throat> but um, uh, it could be. It could be it's not recorded over there because in, in, in line with the uh, ruling of the Mishabura, the free dickers did in such a way that nobody chapped and uh, they were machmer for themselves. It was a personal mimic that they took on, a personal chumrah they took on. So perhaps it wouldn't be proof, the fact that it was not recorded over there because it's a personal chumrah. But in any case, getting back to us, Pasha Yidin trying to be Pasha to Oivdei Hashem. So this is the sogya. It begins and ends with this Gemara Megillah, the statements of Reparnach. Make sure not to touch the Sefer Torah Arum. You're going to lose your Sefer for the mitzvah if you touch it uncovered. Uncovered, we see there's a whole discussion. We end up with three different opinions of what that means uncovered. Everyone holds at least the cloth. You can't touch the cloth when it's exposed. And if I do, I'm, sh- I'm not showing enough respect. You're going to lose the Sefer for that mitzvah. As we spoke of, it's only when you do it on purpose. If you happen to accidentally touch it, you don't lose the Sefer for the mitzvah. Thankfully, in Baruch Hashem. Um, the Atzechaim, so we have a three Machlaikas. We have the Bach and the Mogan Avram saying that Atzechaim are including this regardless of the cloth being open and, uh, or, or, or unexposed or covered. We have the Prichadosh and the Marit and how the Primogram also takes on Halacha that if the cloth is exposed then as a Harchaka the distance ourselves from the cloth you can't touch the Atzechaim either um, um, without anything in between but if the cloth is covered you could make direct contact with Atzechaim and we have the Taz whom the Mishabur and the Chaznish saying that's the Misro that, that, that we go with in halacha, saying that the atzechaim can always be touched, exposed. You don't have to have anything in between, regardless of what's going on with the clap. Um, that is the approach in halacha over here. And one who wants to be machmer could be machmer, but make sure no one claps that you're being machmer. I don't know how you would pull that up by early. I could see how maybe you could, you know, like have your talus covering everything so no one sees if you're holding it or not. I'm not sure how you would get away with that, how you would do hagba. Um, Without touching directly the amude, the amudim and the atzechaim being makbed to have the talisman between without anybody chapping. It's a little bit more difficult to do that by hagba, right? But in any case, um, if you're going to do it, make sure nobody chaps. And thank you all for joining.